here we go. Good morning, good people. Welcome to A to Z Sports Live, presented by Boston Scientific, streaming live at Hattie B's Hot Chicken. I am your host, Will Skywalker Steel. Boom! That's right, ladies and gentlemen, we are live here at Hattie B's Hot Chicken, and today is their one-year anniversary. They're doing something special, obviously, having us here, right? But they're also giving away some birthday deals. They got $1 fried pickles, they got $2 draft beers, and they got $3 dirty bird fries. Plus, I'll tell you more about Hattie B's later on today. What's good with y'all, man? Look, won't be a, a hugely a long show today, but I do want to talk about the defense ends. The most productive unit, I think, on this Cowboys football team this past season. We'll review the Edge rushers, all five of them, I believe it was. And uh, why I think the way to get better, the answer is already on the team. Now, we could talk about free agents. We could talk about the draft. That's fine and dandy. But I think the answer is already on the team, Cowboys Nation. was good with y'all, Bomb Squad? Bomb Squad! <laughs> CJ, I didn't think about that one. He said, if Zeke leaves, I got to change the intro again. It is what it is. That's part of being what we do, right? Uh, but in the roundup, before we get to the meat potatoes of the show, uh, we're going to talk about the coaching changes and how this Cowboy staff is starting to round out and look like the Mike McCarthy Cowboys as opposed to this mix of Jason Garrett, this mix of Mike McCarthy. This is now starting to look like Big Mike's team. So make sure you all stick around for that here in a quick second. But good morning to you all again once again. We are live at Hattie B's Hot Chicken. They got a nice one-year anniversary birthday special going on, so make sure y'all come down here when they open up. Or, hey, look, you can get a deal and get it delivered to you, sign up, and you get the $10 gift card. So there's a lot that you can do here downtown Deep Ellum at Hattie B's, so make sure y'all come through. With that said, y'all, let's hit the roundup real quick. Like I said, this won't be a, a super long show. If you want to call in, you can. The number is always the same, 351. 351? Now, here I am with the wrong number. Let me find the game going number, Cowboys Nation. 355. 351-999-3787. Call in and let me know what y'all got to say. Now, get in where you can fit in, okay? We don't want to have 10, 12 people on the phone lines. Y'all can't get answered. So, make sure y'all get in where y'all can fit in. So, here we go. Let's hit this roundup. It is time for. It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. Here we go, Cowboys Nation. This morning roundup is mostly about the Cowboys coaching moves, as we talked about here, where they have hired or let's call it rearranged. They ain't really hired nobody. They rearranged some names here that were already on staff. And let's start off with Scott Tozing. Uh, if you follow the NFL for over the years, you're familiar with Scott Tozine. You remember being the quarterback for the Colts. You remember him being the quarterback under Mike McCarthy with the Packers, right, for three seasons. Then he got hired as an offensive assistant with Wisconsin, and then Mike brought him back over here to Dallas in 2020. This is kind of how the coaching ranks usually work. It's not retire offense coordinator right away, <clears throat> Kellen Moore. 
it's usually like this. You get hired on as an intern type, and then you work your way up the ranks. A lot of people are not going to like the coaching hire. I'm, I'm not familiar with Scott Tozin's coaching tactics. I don't know any videos I've seen. He doesn't have an extensive resume, so I can't say it's, you know, bad or good. But I do appreciate that he's coming up in the ranks, in my opinion, the correct way. So now he's a quarterback's coach. There isn't uh, the Doug Nussmeyer holdover. There isn't the Kellen Moore holdover. However, Scott has been here. So there is some, uh, you know, type of relationship that Dak has had with Scott Tozin. We'll see exactly what that is. He's a little bit older than, uh, than Dak. But obviously, this isn't the same as, as the, the Doug and Kellen situation because Scott wasn't here prior to Kellen Moore and Doug Nussmeyer. He had just arrived when Mike came. So we'll keep our eyes plugged. Uh, if we talk to some coaches down there, maybe we'll talk to Scott himself and see uh, what he's going to bring to this coaching, uh, the quarterback's room. Because it's not just Dak. It'll be a guy that they bring in from the draft. Maybe they sign a veteran. Maybe they sign a young guy. Um, we'll see what he can bring to the table. The other one, Scott McClory, all these Scots. He's retaking the linebacker room. Remember, he was brought in as the linebacker's coach. I believe he also worked with uh, Mike McCarthy. But that was George Edwards' room, right? George Edwards was the guy that pretty much held down that, that coaching room. And he was a guy that Mike, or not Mike, but Michael Parsons was sad to see go. Um, and, and I think we all appreciated having George here because of what it meant for Mike McCarthy. Now, I have no idea what Scott McClory is going to bring. So if you ask me, you know, <laughs> I can't tell you. Again, one of those situations where uh, maybe we'll just have to wait and see what happens here but Scott McClory is back to being the linebackers coach and then finally the one that I thought was going to be the biggest deal of them all is Jeff Blasco who has been the offensive line assistant is now moved to run game coordinator we actually have a run game coordinator now a run game coordinator slash running backs coach. A lot of people don't like this move. Um, there were some qualified guys out there, Jeff Nixon being one that was let go in Carolina. Yeah, Carolina. And now, you know, it's Jeff Blasco. So all these moves are essentially you know, inner uh, franchise moving or organization moves. Uh, but look, just to hear the term run game coordinator gets me fired up. I don't know what the hell it's going to mean for a Jeff Blasco. I don't know if he's ever been a run game coordinator, uh, let alone a running running back coach. But um, I think this is more so to do with Mike wanting to have some cohesion from top to bottom on his offense, meaning him and uh, Schottenheimer have already had a relationship, right, and they're, they're working on trying to tweak this offense. And I think Blasco working with Solari before, if I'm not mistaken, I have to actually go back and look at the timeline. But remember, Solari was with – uh, Green Bay, and I believe Jeff at the time, y'all correct me if I'm wrong, was also with with uh, Green Bay, but I got to go back and look at that. So I think they just want to keep the cohesion, and I think that's where we had a disconnect last year, right? Like McCarthy wanted to do one thing and would come out publicly and essentially come at the way things were being done, respectfully. Now I don't believe that is the case. Now this is going to be McCarthy's thing, and he's going to go down with the ship or he's going to save the ship. One or the other. But I don't look at any of these coaching moves as anything that's moving the needle one way or the other for me. Uh, wait, see, approach. And then finally, Cannon Matthews will be the assistant defensive backs coach. So in 
I hate to call it a lame duck year, right? Because it's technically not. But in a pressure cooker year, Mike McCarthy is making some changes here in this, with this staff and trying to round it out. So we'll see uh, if it works. Uh, Amazing Creation says, this is why we fail so much. In the words of Steven, we like our guys. Uh, eh, eh, coaching is, 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 is different, I think. Um, we'll see. Uh, Player-wise, yeah, we do like our guys. Coaching-wise, let's see what happens. I mean, we did bring in a couple other dudes from outside the organization, but these are more lower-level dudes we're talking about, and they're Sharif Floyd to the world, right? But uh, we'll see. You know, this is McCarthy's baby. Let's let McCarthy ride this thing out. But, yeah, it doesn't move the needle for me either, Big Sarge, one way or the other. Like, I'm not sitting here getting up in arms, going to whine and complain about the coaching moves, but I'm also not about to sit here and act like these were – and they hired my guys like uh, Mike McDaniels and – in of the worlds. No, 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 no. I don't think this is that case either. So we'll just wait and we'll see. All right? We'll wait and we'll see. Well, look at this here. Marv done called in early. I mean, Marv, it's like 6.30 over there, man. Uh, Yeah, y'all want to take Marv's call real quick before we get into this defense and room. <laughs> let's see what let's see what old Marv got to say here. Hey, hey, uh, Marv, what got you up so early, big dog? Hey, what up, brother? How you doing? What's up with you? I'm good. Yeah, I'm up early. Yeah, yeah. What got you up so early today? I just, uh, on the internet, yeah, I was like, I saw your, you know, I'm subscribed to you. I was like, oh, man, let me, uh, he's on. Let me catch him. Because usually I call in too late. Yeah. I'm already locked up. So so let me call. Yeah, you just getting back from Magic. You just getting back from the club, Mar? He's like, let me just go ahead and call in. No, no. no. <laughs> I work tonight, though. Okay, okay. I mean, I don't, I don't, just Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. Gotcha, man. What's on your mind, man? Oh, I was watching that quarterback from BYU, man, Jared Allen. Okay. You, you, you like what him? you see? No, I have not. I have not studied oh. him yet. Oh, man. Yeah. That would be a good quarterback. He, he can run. He can throw. He be doing dimes, too. Yeah. What what day so you think he like, going? What day you think he going to go, Marv? Day day two, day three. He probably go day three. So developmental guy. Be a steal, whoever get him. Gotcha. I think fifth or sixth or fourth, but he'll be a good quarterback. I know he's looking at the Tennessee quarterback too, but uh, we do need to draft the quarterback. Yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. We you literally have one in the room right now and. You, you need to develop a guy, whether it be a developmental backup or, or a potential starter, if they decide to move on from Dak in a few years. So you got to get a guy in here. Yeah, we got to go on. Uh, and don't uh, just – don't understand him yet. Go on, you got to. got to go on and see Kenny do for two years. You know what I'm saying? No, I would extend so we don't, I, we, I would, me personally. You, I, I mean, how, how far? Uh, he has two void years. I mean, I, look, I'm no, I, I know a little bit about the cap, but I don't know everything about contracts. I would try to eat into those void years and uh, protect yourself, right? Like, if you want to get out of it in two more years, you, you can, and you deal with the, the, the cap, the dead cap hits that would be, I hate to use the word, easy to digest, but easier to digest. So, uh, like two years, you know. I think every two years you should be trying to do that with your quarterback anyway. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So you say he got two now and then an extra two, so it'd be like four? Um, 
In a way, yeah. I mean, he's got two left technically, extra two, yeah. But you can make those other two, you know, you can put some stipulations in there and out after after two more years. But when you do the extension, it's just to kick the money down the road, essentially. Okay. Yeah, you definitely need to draft a quarterback. But that quarterback can run, he can throw, and he's not – he's uh, he's better than the quarterback that got drafted in the second – what's that, Wilson? Zach Wilson, yeah, second overall. He yep. better Zach. He better Zach Wilson. <laughs> yeah, Foot, Foots was spot on about Zach, man. We'll see if he can get it together. Yeah, yeah. The uh, uh, but the scheme we got going for the offensive line and the way uh, McCarthy gonna be, uh, you know, the scheme. It's all about the scheme. Right. So I'm just excited to see how these receivers do. That's what I'm waiting for. I'm yeah. gonna go to the camp again, and I want to see. Like you say, Sammy, he get to run it. You know, they ain't got to be thinking now. They get to play. So, it's going to come down who can run the routes better and who can catch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah, that's what yeah. I want to see. I'm confident in tomorrow. You, do, you, do you think we still drop the half back? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how he – I don't. you talking about Zeke? Uh, oh, did you say drop the halfback or draft the halfback? What did you say, Mark? I can't. I can barely hear you. Draft, draft the halfback. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Probably day two or three. I like that uh, TC halfback. I like the Tulane halfback. Yeah, there's, there's a, a lot of halfbacks. Yeah, there's a lot of them. Mark. There's a lot of them. And when I when I return, we're going to be breaking down what we saw at the uh, combine from those dudes, and and we'll get into the the units. Um, throughout the weeks, so and I think running back might be one of the first ones we talk about. But uh, let me get the five five nine real quick, Mar. Appreciate you calling in, big dog. All right, fam. Have a good show. You too, man. Or you have a good day, not Bye-bye. a good show. <laughs> five five nine. What it is? What it do? How's it going, man? What's up? What's up? Who's this? This is uh, Professor X. Professor. X. We got Professor O. Now we have Professor X. We got a A A A A Matt. You got some competition now, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm with you when you said uh I think this is uh Mike McCarthy's last ride, man. I think yeah, he's bringing in his coaches that he thinks he could succeed with. And uh I think Jerry just gave him the um you know, the reins on this team. And uh, if he doesn't perform well, he's gone, man. Maybe even the the, the half of the season he might be gone if we're oh, not doing. You think it's going to be that bad? I don't think it. I don't be. think so, man. Yeah. But if 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 McCarthy, you know, fails, he might. They might. It'll have to be. You you remember? Uh, oh, and I hate to call him Coach Cupcake, but it have to be Wade Phillips. Remember when Wade Phillips was one in seven? Yeah, and and they fired him for Jason. It'd have to be something like that. And I don't think there's anybody on the roster that's going to take over. Um, uh, never mind. I completely forgot about Dan Quinn. Never mind. Uh, he'd have to be one in seven. Yeah, he'd have to. I think he'd have to, to go down that lane for him to get fired in the middle of the season. But I don't think the Cowboys are going to be that bad at all. No. Yeah, I don't think so either. But uh, another thing, you know, we brought in a uh, USC uh, assistant. You think? Uh, yeah. They're trying to get uh, Caleb Williams next year. I love Caleb Possible. Williams. Listen, 
Listen, I, I, y'all know me. I support Dak Prescott, but I think Caleb Williams fantastic. I'm not a college football watcher every week or anything like that, but but I love the dude's skills. And if somebody said we could magically get Caleb Williams, you would not see me complaining about getting Caleb Williams to be your your uh, future franchise quarterback at some damn point. You won't see me crying about it. I like the kid. Yeah. All right. Thanks, man. All right. Appreciate the call. All right. Let's um let's get to to today's topic is not quarterbacks. It's about the guys that go after said quarterbacks. And we're talking about the defense ends. We're talking about the most productive room, I believe, in the Cowboys franchise. I'm talking about whether it be running back, receiver, tight end, safety, corner, whatever. The defensive ends were on fire for most of this year. In fact, we were at a point, Cowboys Nation, where we were talking about a historic pace. You know, guys were calling in, watch a show, and we had a, a, a cool caller who was good with numbers. He would always keep us up to date on the, the Cowboys potentially reaching historic numbers because that's the, the pace that they were on for about half of that season, especially those first six games. They were on a historic pace, right? Then something happened, you know, it, whether it be the injuries, the second level, the interior, whatever, and it just kind of started to tail off. Um, the guys that they brought in kind of started to tail off. The, the the guys that they paid in regards to talking about the DAs of the world on fire then started to tail off a little bit. So let's kind of take a look at this room and start with the dude that they brought in. The One of the two free agents they signed in 2022, which is unbelievable. They only signed two guys. Dante Fowler Jr., um, we did bold predictions last year in the offseason, and my bold prediction that Fowler would finish second in sacks behind Michael Parsons. That didn't happen. Fowler ended up finishing with six sacks. DA finished second with eight and a half. Uh, but I would not call Dante Fowler Jr.'s signing a failure. I think that was a success. Because he was always going to be a guy that's a rotational guy. We didn't expect Dante to come in here and play 35, 40 snaps. I wasn't expecting him to come in here and and be a pro bowler. I just needed him to be a productive role player, and that's what he was. I think we put the sack total at eight, and he got six. Um, he, he had some pressures. He had some forced fumbles. He made some splash plays. I thought for what he came in here at the price, at the time, I thought it was a success. Now, was it successful enough to bring him back, Cowboys Nation? Would you be into bringing Dante Fowler Jr. back? Let me know. Um, I would scour the market. And again, we didn't do the, we didn't, we're not doing a uh, free agent primer today. But I would scour the market. I would, I would see, because you're going to get some, some guys that are just coming in here to be kamikazes, right? Yeah. One year and be out. I'm always looking to improve. I like Dante. I thought he did well. But I'm going to go out and see if I can improve on another. Because that's what the Cowboys do, right? The Cowboys like to sign these one-year veteran type dudes. See if I can find a better one-year veteran type dude. If not, I spend a block on Dante. Because I don't think he's going to cost you a lot of money again. I spend a block on him. But I wouldn't wouldn't prioritize him. I wouldn't say, hey, we got to sign Fowler before free agency. Nah. No, 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 no. I let him hit the free agent market. Let's go see if we can upgrade. If not, we can fall back on him, bring him to camp, 
and let's compete. What do y'all think about Dante Fowler Jr. returning? Uh, looks like some yes, yes, very low risk, says Tom. Um, Aaron, yes, Gregory, no. Another cheap one-year deal, says Tino. Uh, Will Anthony says, yes, Fowler's okay. Professor O is not having this Professor X stuff. I think I know what Professor X is, though, y'all. Uh, <laughs> for the right price, says money. I would bring back Fowler, depending on who's available. Right, Big Sarge. I, I would have to do a uh, deep dive into the market to be an emphatic yes, but I would spend the block on it. For sure. I'd spend the block on it. Now, I'm going to say something. I don't even think this is that, that bit of big of a hot take if you ask me, but, you know, there, there's a hive out there. Sam Williams. I am enamored with the potential and possibility for one Sam Williams, who finished the season with 22 total tackles. Like, listen to this real quick. This is this is absurd. Ten tackles for loss, y'all. For a guy who probably didn't even play a half of the defensive snaps. Four sacks, forced fumble, fumble recovery. I like the edge, the attitude, the kind of crazed dog. Sam Williams, next season, Cowboys Nation, this is my Hattie B's hot take, will elevate to the starter over Dorrance Armstrong. Don't even think it's that much of a hot take, but that's just how I'm feeling. And today's hot take, again, is presented by Hattie and there is no conversation about the best Nashville hot chicken that is complete without a serious mention of Hattie B's Hot Chicken. They were founded in Midtown Nashville in 2012, and they are renowned nationally for the legit hot chicken. Just look at that, man. Just, just looks great. The fast, casual eatery has a new location down here in Deep Ellum in Dallas that serves up hot chicken with varying levels of heat from southern, mild, medium, hot, the damn hot and the daredevil's dream shut the cluck up i mean that's the best name ever shut the cluck up so what makes hattie b's hot chicken beloved and the favorite their chicken is brined it's hand breaded and it's fried fresh every single day so what are you waiting for cowboys nation head on down today in dallas deep ellum use the link if you want to create a free hattie b's rewards account and you will get ten dollars off you get a ten dollar gift card okay and they got deals we talked about the deals today so make sure y'all come through, and that is our hot take presented by Hattie B's Hot Chicken. Sam Williams will elevate to the starter over Dorrance Armstrong. Hot or not? Hot or not? Am I tripping with that one? I don't think so. And look, this is a this is a Dorrance Armstrong who had nine sacks, eight and a half sacks. So you know, I, I don't think it's it's an obvious thing, right? Da performed well last year he had a career year he's been ascending he's not old he's he's a guy that could still get better so I do think there is a little bit of a uh, it takes some you know say it with your chest to say that Sam Williams will will be the starter especially because he's only a second year player DA will be going into his sixth year but I think the ceiling right when we talk about ceiling I think the ceiling for Sam Williams is so high now this is fair this is absolutely fair here, Toxic. Um, 
He said, I didn't like how Sam Williams ended the season, right, with the whole situation with the driving. Didn't he have character concerns in college? Yeah, he, he was a he was a character concerned guy in the sense of it wasn't the, the direct route through college. I don't think he was a character concerned guy of I don't love football, right? Um I'm gonna be a rapper. I don't think it was one of those type of character concern type of situations. Um he just didn't have that direct route that other other people have. But no, I, I don't I don't think Sam is I'm not worried about Sam being available for you in that manner, right? The maturity of Sam Williams is usually on the field. <laughs> that was the issue. Oh, he did have that, Danny. Okay, that 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 is a that is a character thing. Yeah, I, I don't, I'm not going to go into detail, but I'd have to I'd have to to look that up. My apologies if I, if I miss remembered that situation. But it does feel like Sam Williams is a guy that. I believe let's just let's just compare it. Can we just do this? Sam Williams, Kelvin Joseph, right? Like when I look at Kelvin Joseph, I worry about that. I, I don't trust that. I'm concerned about character that. Sam, not necessarily, I think just a young guy, uh, loves the game, more worried about his maturity on the field than off the field. But I don't know, man. It's just something about him when you hear a story. I feel like he wants to do everything possible to be great. If that's if that's fair. Okay, King Element. Yeah, I, I'm not going into it because I don't know. The, I don't know the details on that situation. I'll let y'all discuss that. But going back to Da and Sam Williams, because you're going to need both of these dudes, right? Look, I'm not talking about getting rid of Da unless I saw it in the chat. You don't want to talk about it. We can talk about it. unless you're willing to trade Dorrance Armstrong. Star, if you're in the chat, we talk about trading people when they're most valuable right when they're at their highest what better than da <laughs> came off a year where he had eight and a half sacks if you're like me and look at a guy like sam williams that i think needs to be on the field i don't want sam williams to be a part of this 15 20 play guy no i want sam williams to be 20 27 35 play guy because he seems like a big play waiting to happen you this is what he feels like to me. We just talking. Y'all know how I get when we just talking. I ain't thinking of it deeply. I'm just thinking. Y'all remember how I would talk about Tony Pollard, right? Like, man, when things aren't going right, just put the ball in TP's hands because he has the ability to break one. I feel like that with Sam. I feel like the more plays he is out there, the more opportunities he has to make a play. And I can't tell y'all how 10 tackles for loss for the amount of time that he played, like that's a big deal. That's, that's second on the team for a guy that did not play a ton. So play him more, and I think he'll provide you more production. I think he'll give you a higher ceiling than Dorrance. And if you are one out that is looking to move on from Dorrance to for Sam, I would look to do it in a trade. I'm not cutting Dorrance Armstrong. I'm all about having depth, and I think D.A. and Sam provide that depth. So I'm, I don't want y'all to think this is a me coming at Dorrance Armstrong. I thought he had a fantastic season. I thought he had an even better start to the season. But you start to see him kind of kind of tail off a bit. I believe he had like one or two sacks in the last nine games. Um, so, and, and the pressure's also started to decrease. Uh, so, you know, D.A., still only, what, 25 years old, something like that? What is he here? 20, yep, 25 years old. So he may not be done either, you know? And you need depth. I have no issue keeping him. But if I could flip him for a third or a second, I'd do that all day and tomorrow because he's on his last year of his deal. 
right, let's hit the phone lines real quick before we get to the last two of our defense ends here. Uh, eight six zero. Oh, what it is? What it do? Skywalker still. What's up, baby? It's always a pleasure to talk to you. What's happening, man? I just want to. I just want to start off for about yesterday because I, I meant to call yesterday, so I'm listening to the show and I hear my man talk about the Dak and Coop situation, <laughs> and you handled that so well. I want to say. You're a great guy for that, Skywalker. <laughs> and I feel like me and you are alike, uh, and you, but you handle situations with callers way better than me, bro. Way uh, better. I would have banged on him. I'm watching the YouTube yeah. saying, Sky, please hang up on this guy. Please hang up on this guy. I, I so appreciate well, it. I, I, look, I, I, look, I appreciate the kind words. I'm still growing and, and trying to get better with, with handling uh, said situations. And, and um, I don't know, yesterday, yesterday I guess was growth. Yeah, no, it's not seriously. So I, I gotta salute you for that. But honestly, do we trade Dorrance? Oh, if I get a second, yes. Oh, I wouldn't ooh. do it for. I would. I wouldn't do it for a third because I like Dorrance. I like. I like we had him at a cheap deal, and he performed. Even though at the end of the year he didn't really do much, but his nine, his eight and a half nine sack, honestly, still impressed me. Cause I didn't, I didn't think he was gonna get there. Especially in the first half of the season, bro. Like he was, he wasn't just like, "Hey, I'm cleaning up." Like all his sacks, like last year, five of his six sacks were cleanups. This year, in the first half, exactly. he was creating plays. He was blocking punts. Remember that? He's still a core special teams guy. Um, he was, he was an impact player. No, he really was. He really was. So that's, so that's why I say keep him. My, Man, but if you, see, if, if you I'm, get a second, I'm running. I'm running to the phone. I'm, I'm, I'm here. Because remember, he's one year deal. Yeah, I'm doing that. Exactly, I'm doing that. I'm doing that all day. But as far as <laughs> as far as Sam, as far as Sam, I don't think I'm as high on Sam what? as you are. I do like, I do like him though. Yeah. I, I honestly do. But I feel like people make him out to be like a baby Michael Parsons or next Michael Parsons, and I don't really see that Scott. No, I think I it's because he looked like him. <laughs> that's why he looked and that's like. it yeah and that's and that's it man that's that's, that's all i really see I, but but wait wait what, what, so you say you like him you just don't you're not as high on him as i am um what yeah. what where's yeah, your what's I'm your not. reservations why do you have reservations on sam williams my thing is can play every down and i feel like he could also be a liability off the field for mm. some reason, especially especially with the way he ended the season. That's fair. Like that's my man said, that's, yeah. that's really how I feel about him. Like, can 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 he play twenty nine to thirty five snaps? Well, that can part he still right, be a productive. Look, that part I want to find out. It's just like I used to tell Danny all the time when he used to come at Jabril. I'm like, man, then let me find out, right? Or we come at uh, anybody else. Like, yo, let me find out that this player can't do it. Let me find out that they can't do it. Let me find out that Sam Williams can't play 29 snaps then because he has too much potential, and he's shown me on the field this year that he can be an impact player when given the chance. So let me find out that he can't do it as opposed to just never – never allowing him, giving him the chance. Because what if he is a guy that can be oppo of D-Law and be an impact player uh, game in, game out? If that's the case, you got three 
dudes, right? In Sam Williams, Michael Parsons, and D Law. But we'll see, man. Good call, Scott. Good call. Hey, good good stuff, brother. Appreciate you. Peace. Let's get our our regular up in here, our guy, DJ. What's good, DJ? Hey, good morning, Scott. Good morning, Scott. How you doing today, sir? I'm good, brother. Down here at Hattie B's Live Chicken, kicking it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure your mouth is watering from the smell alone, brother. Uh, but here's, here's my thing, man. With this D-line or D-end, especially group, um, yes, they were productive. And my only reservation about the whole room outside of Michael Parsons because he's the outlier, nothing that we say about a group applies to him as far as team or, or room or anything. But my main thing is the second half of the season, we have explanations. You know, teams started to adjust, running quick game, getting the ball out quick, yeah, um, running at the edges, that kind of thing. But the, the fall-off in production as far as maybe not pressure so much, but getting home. And I know it's a nitpick, right, yeah. um, because they were still good. But we have to figure out if it's personnel why we had that fall-off as the season went on. Were guys just getting worn down? Were guys injured? I mean, th- there's a whole bunch of stuff that goes into it. I'm not trying to be – that guy that ignores the obvious. But, I mean, other teams in other situations, there was no fall-off, right? Because, you know, if you want to go with the 49ers or the Eagles, who also had elite groups, they didn't fall off, whereas Dallas did. And I guess my main question would be, did we ever figure out why there was just the immediate, like, hey, we were getting four, five, six sacks a game, to all of a sudden we went two or three weeks without with nothing? I think you you brought it up, right? Uh, teams adjusted. They they got the ball out quick, and I don't think the Cowboys ever really adapted too much from that. I think I think Dan Quinn kind of had to stay in what he was doing. And I wonder this is this is something I would ask him. Hey, did you just continue to do the games and and keep things basic up front because you didn't trust the back end to hold up? Because remember that was the same time period we were struggling to figure out what the hell to do at cornerback too, and we've given up so many big plays. You know, I'm just just trying to put piece things together with you here. I wonder if he was like, hey, let's just continue to fire at this thing. It'll, it'll come around at some point as opposed to doing something drastic because we don't trust the back end um, to, to, to hold up. Fair. Fair. I mean, yeah, I mean, as much, as much grief as we give Anthony Brown, I mean, there was a distinct drop-off as soon as he got hurt. Um, even beforehand, he was the one that gave up the play, but he would give up one, whereas everybody else was giving up. Just it was whenever they wanted it, they could go go at cornerback too. But um, just stay on point. I think the if you were trying to improve this group, I think just more depth um, because maybe it was the guys getting tired. And that was my that was it, that's what I was thinking throughout the season, at least, right? Like. But- but oh we, well, yeah. We had depth, worn though. Down and stuff. We we had like when you look at this room. To me, this is when you can, you can say I can go six deep at defense end. That's depth, brother. True. That's depth. You you you. True. Nobody should be out there talking about I'm too tough. Now, obviously, everybody will point to Micah Parsons in that Eagles game, but that's a different story. That's Micah pushing through a hurry up offense at the end of the game, right? But but mm-hmm. Cowboys legitimately, I thought went six deep at defensive end. I just do. True. 
through. And maybe I'm asking too much, right? Like, I was like, man, I just. I no, I, I, like I think it's fair. I think it's fair to have asked them to continue the trend that they were on the first six weeks. I mean, Philly did it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, why, why, why <laughs> couldn't we do it? And we got one of the best pass rushers in the league. We'll get to it in a second. But um, it, just, it just never happened. Not quite sure why. But I'm always looking to bring in um, to try to elevate. And my, my answers to potentially elevating the unit is allowing Sam Williams to continue to, to get more tick and then potentially upgrading uh, from Dante Fowler. Some people might say go draft a guy like Nolan Smith or, or somebody in the draft. But I say give Sam Williams more and then try to find that, that uh, um, guy that can come in here, mercenary type of guy that can be better than Dante. For sure, for sure. And the last thing I'll let you go is I think if you can get a guy that is – I mean, it's a huge gap, but if you can get a guy that's in between Micah and Dorrance, um, then I think that was is really what will set it off because I, I feel like that's what um, the Philly had. That's what San Francisco had. Um, you know, Philly had Hassan Reddick and Josh Sweat, which – Mike is better than both of them, but they're both better than Dorks. You know what I'm saying? So have one, what just one guy that's it, as far as talent level and production and impact, it, just in between Dorrance and Mike, and that and, might be what sets it off for me. And they had a ridiculous interior, like like that. Maybe that's we yeah, just ignoring sure. the the elephant in the room here. Like you, you can have as many edge rushers as you want, but if you're allowed to step up in the pocket, it doesn't matter. And you wasn't stepping up True. in the pocket on a consistent True. basis when they when you could run out. A gambit of five or six defensive tackles in that you know with that team, so maybe that maybe that's where the help comes, right? Yeah, all seven picks for Jalen Carter, Sky. We might need it. <laughs> we might need. I'm about to say you heard what Vod said. <laughs> Trade the whole damn draft. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> all right, man. Appreciate the call. All right, yes, sir. Can't miss shows, man. Can't miss shows. We were we were uh, talking about the. Um, the uh, let me let me hang up here. The uh, the Saints trade where they traded everybody, they traded their entire draft picks for uh, Ricky Williams. That was that was kind of nutty. Uh, anyway, uh, let's get back to this. I'm trying to make sure I put on boom. There we go. Let's get back to this and talk about Demarcus Lawrence. Now that the season's over, I'm curious your thoughts on D Law because. Last year, people, I thought, underappreciated DeMarcus Lawrence. I thought they used his money where I believe he still was a productive player, but then they would bring up sacks, and I was like, fair enough. That's why he got paid. All right, whatever. Now he's not getting paid like he was. He took a team-friendly deal, uh, and he was one of your most productive defensive linemen all around, y'all. He had six sacks. He didn't have 16. But he was one of your better run defenders. He made a bunch of splash plays. I believe he led the team in splash plays, second on the team in splash plays again. Uh, obviously, Michael Parsons. And he was just clutch. I mean, are we forgetting how clutch he was in a couple of those games where we were trying to figure things out? Texans, Detroit at the goal line. Like, he, he made some, some, some clutch plays. Uh, but there are people who are still not happy with the Demarcus Lawrence, even on a discounted deal. Um, so I'm curious where y'all feel, where y'all at with Demarcus Lawrence. I, I just, I just think he's a really good, really good player that I, I would love to keep on this team, and I think the Cowboys need to keep on this team. Um, 
And I know people want to create some money, so maybe they're looking to move on from a Demarcus Lawrence. I, I am not. I'm looking to bring him back and just continue to, to, to put him in this rotation and let him be the anchor on the opposite side of a Michael Parsons or Sam Williams. So how you feeling about D-Law? Blue says, great in the run game and pass. D-Law is so damn good and complete, says toxic. I, 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 that's pretty much how I feel. I think he's so damn good and complete defense end. Uh, name me a more complete defense end, not named Cam Jordan. Oh, you think he's okay? Okay. Um, I mean, look, I, I do. I agree. I think he's a complete defensive end. Where you want to rank him is up to you, but, but I think he can do a lot of good things for you. Uh, Money wants to keep him and extend him to free up a couple dollars. He says he's only 31. Look, I'm not ever against doing things like that as long as the plan is to use said money to then elevate your team. If they're just going to sit on this cap, I can care less about you extending anybody, including the quarterback. Because what is the point if you're just going to sit there and say, yeah, we're going to extend you to free up money just to hold tight to it and bring back the same or a worse team? No. Uh, D-Law is culture. Tyrone says, I love D-Law. You can't counter his side. He's a he's an absolute animal when it comes to the run, too, y'all. I mean, I, I just I feel good about him. Uh, I'm guessing you're counting ghosts in that defense tackle. Yes, yes, Professor O. When we did the defensive tackle, maybe I don't know if you were here, uh, but we did the defensive tackle um, hindsight series, and, and Ghostin was was encountered as a DT. He played technically most of his snaps at defense tackle, hence why – same reason why I didn't put Mike at linebacker. He played way more of his snaps at defense end, so I'm including him as edge rusher. Um, Lamorte, Stephen Jones says, I have no problem with D-Law. He beat Stephen Jones in negotiations. Here's a problem, Toxic. He did. Remember, remember we dropped the video? Stephen was ready to let him go. Stephen said, oh, you don't want to take it? Cool. We'll let you out. And Demarcus Lawrence, he said, Jerry Jones had to give me the goddamn phone, Stephen. Yeah, Demarcus, uh. And they figured it out. They worked it out. So so Stephen was about to let D-Law walk. And Jerry said, no, we'll, we'll rip this contract up and we'll redo it. And now he's, I think, one of the, I want to call it a bargain, but one of, one of your best contracts left on the team, in, in my opinion. I feel about him. And then there is the lion. There is the unicorn. There is the whatever you want to call him, Micah freaking Parsons, the defensive player of the year, in my opinion. One of the best players in the league. And just that dude, he is him, as they say. Led the team in sacks this year, pressures, forced fumbles. I mean, you name it, Michael Parsons was everything you can ask for. For a defensive end, for a defensive player, whatever. And... The question now becomes, with the transition of him being half linebacker, half edge in, in, in uh, year one, to 700 and some snaps on the defense line, and only 130 or 50 or 60 snaps at linebacker, is the transition to full-time defense and happening? And, and is that something that we need to discuss? Because if he's going to do that, then that alters how you build around him. 
Now, we talked about linebackers yesterday, right? And let's just hypothetically say you bring in a David Long Jr. or you, you bring in a, a Tremaine Edmonds. I think you then have to have that discussion of, all right, if, if we want Micah to be full-time defense, and not saying that's what I'm saying to do, that's, I'm not saying y'all saying that, but if that's what they want to do, then I think he has to approach the offseason that way. I would love to ask Micah if, if that was the case. Like, maybe he was told, hey, you're going to play a little bit more defense in. But it was clear when he, because Micah don't hold back. He came out and he said, hey, man, I'm a little frustrated here. I, I, I wanted to play a little bit more linebacker. I don't think he was expecting to play this much defensive end. But I think if you are telling him, hey, the transition is here. It's happening. We're moving you full time. Now he can mentally and physically prepare for that because he talked about how the beating on his body happened. And you have to prepare for that in the offseason. So that is the biggest question. The question isn't about his talent. The question is about is he going to produce? We know what Michael Parsons is going to do when he steps on that field. He's going to be the best player on the field. Now it's about how do we get the best from Micah? So, again, Whenever they, the coaches start to talk again, I feel like that's one of the first questions you got to ask because if we're building around Micah Parsons, you got to know where you're putting him. You got to know where your foundation is going to be. Is the centerpiece of your crib going to be the kitchen? Is it going to be the family room? Is it go- We need to know because then you can build around that. That's how I feel about Micah Parsons. I am a don't put him in one box like let him roam free out in the wild as a lion because it's tough to figure out where he's going to be it's easier to defend against him and I thought you saw that a little bit where teams are like okay we're either going to a run right at him or b we're just going to misdirect him because he's frustrated and when he gets frustrated I think you can see it out there on the field so figure it out man figure it out is he going to be a defense end is he going to be a linebacker or is he going to be both and if he's going to be both, I think you can now attack defense and a bit differently, Sam Williams. All right, let's finish this up by getting to the phone lines. Uh, we got Los on a horn. What's good, Los? No, good morning, Sky. I want, I'm going to make this phone call quick. I, like you said, Sky, if we're going to build a Michael Parsons, I mean, he he doesn't set himself. He's like, sorry about that. <laughs> Say my morning uh, walk. But uh, I think if you get a D tackle like Campbell and that can help him, you know, basically roam free, it will make a huge dividend. Because, I, I mean, I'm going to be honest, guy. When have we had an elite run stuffer for the Cowboys? Like, elite. You know, and elite? I feel like if we were to find that. <laughs> Russell Merrill? Yeah, elite. Uh, shit. Huh? I mean, you, you're talking about defensive tackle, right? Yeah, defensive tackle. Because I feel like if we were to get one of those for Micah, man, he, he, he can roam towards the quarterback, towards the running back. And, you know, it can make a huge difference. But that's all I got to say, Scott. Peace. I appreciate you, Lowe's. I mean, that's, that's a good point. Um, and you're going to have me really dig, digging deep here to think about that one. The last time the Cowboys had an elite run stuffer, if Russell Maryland from my old school fans. Russell Maryland, maybe. Uh, I don't consider Hank. I wouldn't say Hankins, right? Like, Hankins helped the Cowboys for sure. Um I don't. I don't know that Jay. I wouldn't consider Jay that. I would consider Hatcher that. McLean, Hayden, none of them type of dudes. 
Who am I missing? Leroy Glover? Was Leroy, would you consider Leroy? Okay, Leon, but wasn't Leon? Eh, I, I guess. I think he's talking about defensive tackles, toxic. Uh, George Selvey, I wouldn't go there. I would just say Demarcus Lawrence, right? Uh, Leroy Glover? I guess, I guess, I guess Leroy Glover would be that dude. And it's been a minute. You're right about that? It's been a minute. Uh, Nacho, what's good, Nacho? My man, Sky, been a while. How you doing? I'm good, brother. How are you? Real good, real good, my man. Hey, listen, um, I've been listening, you know, along the way. Obviously, my schedule has has changed, so I've been in and out. But, uh, hey, listen, I think if we can concentrate, here's my take, and uh, let's see. If we can concentrate on, on, on whatever Uh-oh. we uh-oh. Yeah, you, 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 you was breaking up a little bit. Yeah, me? Okay, hold on. Huh? How about now? Here you go. We good? Here you go. Okay, okay. Good, good. If we can concentrate on if we're going to build around Dak Prescott and bring in what we need on offense, we need to... The conference has been locked. Parsons, and we need to build around DeMarcus Lawrence. DeMarcus Lawrence is a dog. He is... One play, of course, he's had many plays, but one play that just really demonstrates what DeMarcus Lawrence is all about is that playoff game Wait. against run, the 49ers. Nacho, run that back for me that. real quick because I, I, you cut out. But did you say we need to build around D-Law, not Mike? Yeah. No, both, both. Oh, okay, both. Okay, got you, got you, got To both DeMarcus and – Go to and, and Micah. Those Go are to those are two. Those, Go to Mar- yeah, Go ahead. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm sorry. So Demarcus Lawrence and, and Parsons. If we can build around right. them too and build the, and build our defense to even get more playmakers with that we do need, you know, another corner, whether it's D tackle, et cetera, another pass rush or yeah. what have you. Point blank is that play he made. What's that noise? That's not a mind. That's not you, brother. That's here. Don't worry about it. Just fight through it. Oh, oh okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just fight through so, it. So anyway, I'm like, what's that? So that play he made in the playoff game against the 49ers on that big-time, heads-up, smart play stop that he did on Debo, that right there explains what DeMarcus Lawrence is all about for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, absolutely, um, man. So, you, you know what I mean? Um, my thing to you is this, Mike question i'll leave you with this obviously this is the off season this is the exciting part where you know scouting combine scout is coming we're going to hear all this and that can we well i know we can but will we i guess i should ask do you really what's your gut feeling what we're, we're are we going to really go and get ourselves some key players on defense and offense and really make this team take the push it needs to do in the playoffs in the draft and draft free agency oh. both what's your gut what's your gut telling you what are you hearing my, my gut is telling me that they're going to continue to do the same things uh try to okay. find value free agents and 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 before the before the draft and then draft bpa per need and, and build and, and you know draft and develop Draft and develop, and just and hope that that works out this year. I, I, I have not gotten any inkling that anything is going to change via free agency. The only holdout is potentially Odell Beckham because they they already spun that block once. 
Um, so, so I think maybe that could be a case. Well, let's hope that can happen. And then if, if that's going to be the case, <laughs> that we're going to continue to be kind of very, very uh, reserved in terms of what we do and not as aggressive as we should be. Yo, they can Mark. just go get me one. Go get me one or get me two, man. You know what I mean? Hey, I'm go, a, I'll, go all two. in, dog. Just just go all in. And then go if it me fails, a, go we get me, go try. get me go get me a Ramsey. Go go get me a Hopkins. Go get me somebody uh, that I can be. You know what I mean? That, that could excite the fan base, so we can take the next steps. Otherwise, sure. we're still kind of watching the parade go by. You know. <laughs> but anyways, I'll leave you with that, my man. Thank you for taking my call. I don't know. I don't know what that. Don't worry about it, Nacho. You good, brother? Ain't you? You good, man? Thank you, man. Appreciate the call. Y'all, I love you too, man. man. You you as well. Oh, y'all the best, man. If it wasn't for if it wasn't for y'all in this chat, trust trust me, the energy would be different from from the situation. So, thank y'all for for making me laugh, man. Thank y'all for making me laugh. Uh, Let's take a quick break. Get back to the phone lines and finish this thing up. Uh, all that y'all heard is brought to you by Boston Scientific, yo. <laughs> all that banging, yeah, it's brought to you by Boston Scientific. In the U.S., more than 39 million men suffer from ED, and Boston Scientific has created edcure.org to help you find your best cure. So to get started, head on over to edcure.org, take a quiz, and learn your severity or risk of ED. Now, if you got a condition that puts you at risk, at a high risk, you'll find customized content. Make sure y'all check out that content because it is the fastest way and the best way to find an ED specialist. Hit them up at edcure.org. Brought to you by Boston Scientific. <sighs> is Vach in here? I know because Vach know how I feel right now. But I'm going to just do what I got to do. All right, look, let's get the, the rest of these callers. And uh, before, you know. I lose my mind. Is hold up? Is this law? It's right now. Uh, <laughs> what's up, bro? <laughs> this Lawrence. I gotta do it like that. This this Lawrence. Yeah, this Lawrence. Yeah. <laughs> what's good? What's good, big homie? The OG, the pioneer, about to hit the hundred K. We throwing a party for you, dog. Come on, man. Tell, John, tell, tell, tell my guy, Jerry, we need to borrow that yacht, man, just for come a couple on. of hours. You know? Listen, we borrow that yacht. <laughs> dude, I'm lost at sea. I ain't coming back. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you got some good topics today, man. And uh, shout out. <clears throat> I'm losing my voice for some reason. Shout out to you, man, for all what you're doing, man. Thank I you, I can't bro. wait to check out the festival you at. You know, um, but you got some good topics. Uh, I was I wanted to say, is there a correlation to the defense drop-off when we play those three games in 12 days? Do you think that there's a correlation there? I would have to remember the score. You're talking about uh, the Titans, right? The Titans, I think, was involved in that. I want to say the Giants. And who am I missing? What was the other game? Uh, I think we blew out somebody, though. Yeah, yeah. So, so you had the Giants. Was it Minnesota? Colts. Colts. Okay. I think you had, it was a giant. Oh, maybe maybe it wasn't the Titans. Maybe I'm tripping. Maybe I'm tripping, y'all. Maybe it wasn't. But I I, I would have to go see the the what the scores were because I know it was a point in time where the the defense was actually holding up well. But because uh, if you look at the right. the Giants game, right, the, the team only scored 13 points on them. I ain't counting that last second touchdown. Whatever. Um, the Vikings had three before that. The Colts 
remember what we did to the Colts. They only had 19 points, mm-hmm. five turnovers. Um, so I think that little area was fine right before Thanksgiving and right after Thanksgiving. But we did it twice, didn't we? Didn't we have an issue where we right. did like three games in 13 days twice? We did that. And then from what I heard from the players, that, that Monday night game, and I know this is like putting lipstick on the pig or excuses for, for a lot of people will say, but that Monday night playoff game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they said a lot of guys were still trying to recover, recover. from that. Hey, the 49 on the road. Okay, so I That's see it here. It was Jacksonville, Philly, Tennessee. I think, you know, you played Jacksonville December 18th. Then you play Philly the 24th, mm-hmm. and then you play Tennessee the 29th. Um, yeah. I, I mean, that's fair. Yeah. That That is fair because yeah. because the Jacksonville and Philly game was so not like the Cowboys. Those were the worst defensive games of the season. They gave up 40 points and 34 points. So that is very fair. 500 yards against Jacksonville. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at, at some point, at some point, the body going to wear down. And, and I listened to what, you know, you know, Jimmy Johnson said, he said, you know, fatigue may cowards of us all. So we got to, of course, stats and everything plays a major role as far as production as, as relates to what people want to see out of Parsons. Because remember, a lot of people saying, hey, man, Parsons not getting to the quarterback. Yeah. Not getting to the quarterback. But, you know, you got to contextualize the fact that, you know, the three games in 12 days, you, you're not going to get the, the levels of Parsons that you really want. Twice, right? Like, like I think Twice. we got to add that in there because the first three games in twelve days wasn't that bad. Uh, it really wasn't twelve days, but it was. Uh, I'm, I'm talking 13. about um, New York, Indianapolis, Houston. I believe that was that was the first stint, something like that, and um, uh-huh. and maybe a little bit before that. They, they, the, the defense was fine, you know. In that little stint, they gave up twenty nineteen and twenty three. So that second, mm-hmm. that was that second stint that that that, that bit them. Yeah. And, yeah, I didn't think about and, that. And those, those things will will take off on the production. Now, as far as D-Law, I think he's the heart and soul of the team on the defensive side from the old broom, you know what I mean? Yeah. And Parsons is that new broom. I think that the problem with this team on the defensive side is exactly what Parsons said he wants this team to do during the offseason. We, we need to build down inside, get a big defensive tackle like a De'Ron Payne or go into the draft and look for such and just make it organically. But I think the quickest way would be going into the free agency or just going ahead and making that trade for some big boy that you can put down inside. And uh, let's go find another DB that can play off of uh, these on the opposite side. Yeah, yeah, Mike is not playing. He said, give me some help. And I don't blame him. Um, yeah. You, you look at all the, the, the top teams, you know, that finished. You, know, you got the DJ Readers you know, over there in Cincy. I believe it was DJ Reader. Am I saying the right one? Over there in Cincy, the, the kid in the middle. He was giving us yeah. problems. Chris Jones, all those dudes for the Eagles, right? Like there, there's an interior guy or guys that have helped out uh, that defense, and the Cowboys got to make that a priority. I'm with you, bro. Mm, it's not a sexy pick, but it's a necessary pick. Right. And the Cowboys – uh, been been boarded, but I look back at D. Law's uh, contract. He counted more against the cap than any other player outside of the quarterback. I believe in the last three four years, did he? I think so because you can remember those franchise tags. Like the one was a that went all the way through was a franchise tag, 
and then he got right. the extension and um that they that they let run out. I don't think they restructured his contract, so his his cap hits were really high. So uh, I don't know if it is this year. This year, it's twenty six million. It's twenty six million this year. It was twenty something million last year. Oh yeah, then they may so have to make those, make a move on that one. Yeah, but everything that you like out of D Law brings you back to that Detroit Lions game. You know, they're punching the ball out, fumbling. You know, uh, just being that dude that can get the ball back to the offense. And that L.A. Rams game. I think he caught a pick six in that game or, or four and stuff like that. So, the so D-Law bring a lot to the table. Hey, Law, I'm at, <laughs> I'm at Listen, We want more. We want more, man. We want more to stop fumbles. We want, we want more, I meant to say, that uh, we're stopping the run. But... D Law, that man, dog. Man, I ain't letting no D Law go. I, I, I would look, I would look to to move money around before I'm getting rid of him. No way. Right. Hey, Law, I'm gonna let you go though, cause I don't, I don't want you to have to fight through all this stuff happening over here, bro. I, I appreciate you calling in, man. And, and I'm dead serious. Like what, what, what uh, Vach said, whenever you hit the 100K, we gotta go celebrate. Whether it's celebrating online. I'm trying to celebrate in real life. We can we can head down to Frisco. We can go wherever we go. We know our spot down there in Frisco. We can hit it up, and uh, let's have a good time, bro. No doubt, man. Let's do that, man. I know you're building the plane while it's in the air. Y'all be sure the, to follow. They're building the plane in the air, period. <laughs> <laughs> Salute, bro. Salute. All right, fam. Peace. Look, man, I, I really want to get to the rest of y'all. But as Vach would say, I'll be damned. I'll be damned if, if, if this is going to keep on happening. I'm just going to keep taking it. So my apologies uh, to, to, to the rest of the callers. I'll be back tomorrow on Friday. Call back in. <laughs> King Alabama. <laughs> Yo. They'll never put me on TV. Not if I got to read the chat. Not happening. It's not happening. Y'all better. This is this is where I'm be. <sighs> Man, good show, though. I appreciate y'all for joining me here at Hattie B's Hot Chicken. Make sure y'all come through, man. Again, the one-year anniversary deals. Uh, $1 fried chicken, $2 draft bears, $3 dirty birds that they back there killing right now. Um, fresh it's freshly fried, so make sure y'all come through. I'm pretty sure it'll be done doing all the things that they got to handle over here. Um, and you, you're good to go, right? God, y'all crazy, man. Y'all are crazy. <laughs> Do me a favor, though, if you enjoyed the show, hit the like button on the way out. Uh, I apologize for the things I could not control, but we here. How you doing, Miss Star? I shouted you out earlier, Star. Uh, I had a trade idea for you. Uh, make sure you run that back. If you missed it, we'll put the audio. Jake Jake might have to cut out some of the parts, but we, he, he, we're going to put the audio up there on all the audio platforms. Make sure y'all come back through, check that out. And then uh, later, I'll be back on with uh, Vosh Lombardi on the Vosh Lombardi live show. And Mo will be doing his final show of the week uh, tonight. A to Z Sports Primetime. Make sure y'all check out Mo's work and all of our fine workers, uh, writers on A to Z Sports Dallas dot com. And uh, tomorrow will be the last show, and I won't see y'all until the after the combine. Um, it'll, it'll be a different setup. I think the studio is going to look a little bit different in my new place. 
So that'll be interesting. So it'll give me some time to figure that out. And uh, look, once we come back, full head of steam into this offseason, man. Full head of steam into this offseason. <laughs> you, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go back and read these comments because y'all are hilarious. Look, appreciate y'all. I'm going to get up out of here, Bomb Squad. Love y'all to death. Bomb Squad! I'm going to see y'all later, man.